preacher. Most of all, she loves Jesus, and that comes through as she preaches. Let's stand and give her a warm welcome as we honor her and receive the word of the Lord tonight. Hello, hello, hello. Are you ready for what God's going to do here today, tonight? All right, you may be seated. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that your presence is here. We acknowledge your presence. What would we do without it? You're so real. And I know that you want to do a mighty work in this room tonight. You see every single person. You see their thoughts. You see what they're going through. And I know, God, you desire to heal. You desire to transform. You desire to build up and strengthen. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, have your way in this room tonight. I know you want your kingdom manifested, so come and do that. Let freedom reign. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for the miracles that are taking place right here, right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, I would love to share with you about something that I suppose I talk about a lot, but you don't know because you're not down under. <laughs> you don't hear me all the time, but I talk about this a lot. I talk about it with my pastors and talk about it with my church and when we're doing leadership training and, or any kind of development. And that is how powerful the Word of God is. I don't know if we truly understand how significant the Word of God is and how supernatural it is. The Word of God, when it goes forth, it starts to move because the Bible says it's alive and it's active. And so I want to talk about how powerful the Word of God is in your life, but not only in your life, in your mouth. I want to send us to a new place of declaring the Word of God out of our own mouths to see God's promises come to pass in our our own lives. And I want us to honor the Word of God. I don't know if you realize it or not. I'm sure you do. But all of God's promises were sent by a word. I know it's really deep, isn't it? <laughs> not. Everything that happened first started as a word. Jesus is the word made flesh. But even before the creation of this world that we live in, when it was formless and void, the Bible says that God spoke His Word. And as He released His Word, this formless, void world started to change. The power of the Holy Spirit began to hover over this world. And God sent His Word and started to form the desires of His heart. This is how powerful God's Word is. We see in Hebrews 11.3, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we know, sorry, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So what we, what we see right now came from a word. And the Word of God is still yet to be performed in some of the areas of our lives. So maybe healing still needs to be performed. Maybe freedom still needs to be performed. But I want to tell you, the Word of God is so powerful that when it goes out of God's mouth, it starts to create something that you didn't see before becomes a reality because of the power of God's Word. I want to share with you a little story, a little thing that happened to me where I began to see God's Word start to form things in my own life. You see, God spoke a word over Russell, and that word was start a conference and called it Planet Shakers. And at the time, he said, what's that? And God said, you'll see. 
God spoke the word and then it became a reality as we came together in faith, in agreement with God's word. Now, we had started this conference and God had been multiplying this conference as the Holy Spirit began to move upon a young generation. The fire of God was in our meetings and we didn't use any kind of social media. We didn't use a marketing plan to try and grow our conference. What happened was that God started to move and started to set ablaze a generation and so they just started talking about it. And so what happened was the conference started to multiply each and every year it started to double and double and double and double until the year came when we had to go to two conferences and then we started a conference in Queensland now I was part of the worship team at the time and loved seeing God move and and we'd started our first conference in Adelaide and that conference was running and we'd come to the end of that conference and I was ready to get on a plane to fly to Queensland where we were going to start another conference. Now God had moved so powerfully during that conference. I was on a high. I'm like, oh God, you are amazing. And so I was full of faith. And so I was going to sleep that night. It was a Saturday night. I was going to get up that next morning and fly to Queensland. And you know that place in between awake and sleep? They might call it the twilight zone. You know, it's that place where it's like, am I awake? Am I asleep? I'm not quite sure. Anyway, it was in that state I was lying there celebrating what God had done. And all of a sudden, these words came into my mind. You're going to die. And you're going to die of a heart attack. I'm like, hmm? You're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. And over and over and over again, these words bombarded my mind. Now, I know they didn't come from me. I know they didn't come from a fear of dying of a heart attack. I didn't have that. I know that it was the enemy coming to try and stop what God wanted to do in Queensland. And so this voice just kept going over and over in my head, bombarding my mind. And then all of a sudden, My hand started to tingle. My left hand started to tingle. And then my left arm started to go numb. Now, I knew enough about the symptoms of a heart attack to know, uh uh-oh, that's one of the symptoms. All the while, you're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. You're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. I now have a numb arm and my hand is tingling. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. What is going on? And then I started to feel my heart in my chest. It was beating out of my chest so hard and so fast. I'm like, what is going on? And all the while, you're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. You're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. I had a choice at that moment, friends. What am I going to do in this moment? Now, what started to happen to me too was I, I started to get really thirsty. Now, Russell was fast asleep next to me in the bed. And... I don't know. I thought, "Mm, maybe I'll just wake him because I'm really thirsty. Maybe he'll go and get me a drink. Anyway, I wake him up and he's like, as lots of guys do. (laughs) Anyway, and so he wakes up and I say, love, can you get me a drink? And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just so thirsty. Anyway, he turns the light on and he sees my face. My face must have been as white as a ghost because he's like, oh. What's wrong? I just need a drink. I need a drink. So he goes downstairs and he gets a drink or whatever and gives me the drink. And, and, th- and by this time, I'm sitting up in bed. And then, you know, Russell gives me a drink and then goes back to sleep. But anyway, I'm there, heart pounding in my chest, arm numb, 
hand tingling, these thoughts going over and over and over in my mind. You're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. You're going to die. You're going to die of a heart attack. Now, I knew that it was an attack of the enemy. I was not going to come into agreement with this thing that was happening to me. So I got up out of bed and I started to pace up and down at the end of the bed. And I, and I began to speak in the spirit. And I, as I would say, I began to shunned above. And as I was shunned abubbing up and down the end of the bed, I, I just felt like faith stirring within me. And, and, and as I began to speak in the spirit more and more and more, the Holy Spirit started to stir within me, come upon me. And after a about half an hour, I felt this thing lift. And then the next day, got on the plane, went to Queensland and another powerful move of God. But from that time on, it was like the enemy, any time I was stepping out in what God had called me to do, he would come to me in the night hours and he would do exactly the same thing. In fact, some nights I would know in my heart that he's going to wake me in the night and he is going to torment me. And I would pray and I would bind and loose and I would plead the blood of Jesus. But two or three o'clock in the morning, I would wake up to the same symptoms. This went on week after week, month after month until finally I got so sick of it. This one night when the enemy came to me, same experience. I said, Lord, you've got to give me a word. See, this is how powerful the word of God is. God has a word for your life. He has a word for every situation that you face. And the word of God will become a reality in your life. And this particular night, when I asked God for this word, he said to me, turn to Psalm 118. So I turned to that psalm, and this is what he said. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, his faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded me and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a crackling fire, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. My enemies did their best to kill me. But the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. And then verse 17, I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. This was the weapon that God put in my hand when the enemy came to attack me with his lies. And 
friends, it seems so real. It seems so logical that this is what was happening to me. Yet God spoke His Word. He put His Word in my mouth. And I declared that word. I got up out of my bed and I said, I will not die, but I will live and tell of the good things of my God. And that very night was the last time I was ever attacked from the enemy in that way. Because the word of the Lord is powerful. The word of the Lord will become a reality. But friends, we got to believe it. We got to receive it and we got to declare it and we keep declaring it until it becomes a reality. That's a simple illustration of God's power and God's word in my life. But I can tell you time and time and time again how God has been faithful. He has declared a prophetic word over our lives. And even in the natural, when it seems impossible, as we come into agreement with that word, as we declare that word over our lives, we have seen it become a reality. His word is so, so powerful. I love it if, again, in, sorry, Matthew 18, 19, it says, Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is a promise in God's word to us. And so this is why we need to be men and women that harmonize together, come into agreement together. We've understood that as a church at Planner Shakers. We've understood that God will give Russell a prophetic word over our church every single year. This year, the word is breakthrough and glory. And at the beginning of this year, we were faced with a major challenge. It wasn't my personal challenge, but it was a personal challenge for the guy that I lead worship with every single week at Planet Shakers and I tour the world with. He's our producer and songwriter and an incredible praise and worship leader. And we often will travel as a band and him and I will front Planet Shakers. Anyway, he, he had this particular lump in his body that was starting to cause him discomfort and so I remember he went to the doctor to try and get that checked out and he got that checked out straight away and they gave him a diagnosis that he had cancer now this was in January of this year this is after God had declared over us breakthrough and glory we're now facing quite challenging declaration over his life. And so there we were facing this diagnosis. I remember reading the report. I saw the, the red parts that were highlighted in this document that said that he had cancer and that he needed to have an operation straight away. But the trouble is that in January, we start planet shakers conferences in asia and we had planet shakers conference in malaysia and in singapore and the philippines so here was this powerful man of god called and anointed by god to go around the world and declare god's goodness and lead people into the presence of god through worship faced with a diagnosis what do you do when the test results say you have cancer? Well, I tell you what you do. You put the word of God in your mouth. 
And I remember there was this song, this particular song that he wrote. And as he was with this diagnosis, he began to sing this song over his life. This is what we've got to do, friends. We are believers, aren't we? We're believers in the power of God. We're believers in the Word of God. And so we began to come into agreement with this song. And I remember the first Sunday when he is standing on the stage, knowing that there is cancer inside of his body. He's strumming on that guitar, declaring this song over his life. I was crying. Because friends, it's not, this isn't, you know, fake. This is a reality. We face challenges all the time. And as he began to sing, Jesus is the only way. No matter what they say to me, this is some of the words that are in this song. No matter what they say to me, I believe in you. No matter what comes my way, I believe in you. As he began to declare these words, guess what? We all came into agreement with him that he was going to get his miracle. Now, time was ticking on and he had to get on a plane to get to the Philippines to lead praise. And so when he was um, deliberating about what to do, he, he, the first diagnosis that he got was that you're going to have to have an operation and you, you'll be bedridden and um, you won't be able to move. And he asked, will, will I be able to fly? Will I be able to get to the Philippines? Because this is what I want to do. This is what I feel God has called me to do. And the first doctor is like, no way. There is no way you are going to be able to get on a plane. And so I remember having a conversation with him and I said, what about we get a second opinion? I had a conversation with my husband and, and uh, one of our um, uh, yeah, staff members whose father was a doctor, who was a retired doctor, but he had lots of connections. And so after a number of phone calls, God opened a way for a different surgeon to see him. And this different surgeon came into agreement with, I reckon you'll be all right. Let's get you into surgery straight away. Now, this, he was going into surgery on the Friday. The following Thursday was the flight to the Philippines. Now, this was major invasive surgery. And we had a doctor who said, yes, come on, let's do this. He went into surgery on the Friday. On the Saturday, like he could hardly get out of bed. On Sunday, he started to move around a little bit. But all the while that he's going through this, what did we do? We stood upon the word of God. We stood upon the character of our God, that Jesus is our healer. He's already given us enough words to rely on. By his stripes, we are healed. See, the Word of God is powerful if we believe in it and if we agree together about the Word of God becoming a reality in our lives. Anyway, the days go by and he sees the surgeon on the Wednesday to see if he could fly. He goes before that surgeon and the surgeon checks him out and the surgeon says, yeah. I think you'll be okay to fly. Now, at that time, he was like this, walking around like this very tenderly. He got on that plane and he flew to the Philippines. That night, he put a guitar around his shoulders. He held a guitar. And if you see it, because we've filmed that, you can see him praising 
the Lord doing what he was called to do and no surgeon and no diagnosis could stop the word of God becoming a reality in his life. I want to tell you too that before he got on that plane, he got the results back about whether there was any cancer in his body and the results said he was completely 100% cancer free. There wasn't a trace of cancer in his body. Friends, we need to get a little bit more excited about how powerful the Word of God is. But you know what? We've got to believe it. We've got to believe that when God says it, it will come to pass. We've got to believe that we've got to get around people that will agree with us about the Word of God to see it become a reality. See, God is faithful to his word. He will always back up his word. And when we put that word in our own mouths, for those of us that have children that are away from God, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Ah, you need to get that word in your mouth. Come into agreement with someone of faith that will say, you know what? I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to harmonize with you. I'm going to stick with you because I know God is faithful to his words. This is the God that we serve. When God called us to plant Planner Shakers Church when we moved from Adelaide to Melbourne and God laid on our heart to plant this church, we knew that the only way that we were going to do this is agreement with his word. That's what obedience is, friends. Obedience is agreement with God's word. And I love where we see this in Matthew 8, um, chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus arrived in Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and racked with pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Then the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word. Where you are and my servant will be healed. I know because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers, I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this or do that, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go on home. What you have believed has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. This is the power of our God's word. And this Roman officer understood the power and the authority that Jesus possessed. That as soon as Jesus says that person's healed, they're healed. Yet within the church, we doubt, does God want to heal? Will God heal me because I haven't been that good? I've messed up. We muddy the water. We start to process God and his word through our experience rather than understanding his word will never change. His word will never fail. When God says it, he will perform it. So I got to stop the doubts and I got to stop the worries and I got to stop analyzing things according to my own experience. I've got to believe and rely on God's word above everything else because as I rely on his word he is faithful to perform his word maybe sometimes we don't even ask for a word I want to encourage us tonight to ask for a word what mountain are you facing right now that God will give you just like he gave me Psalm 118 
He gave that word. He put that word into my heart. He put that weapon, that sword in my hand. And every time the enemy might come against me, I just pull that out again and say, no, 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 devil. You cannot come against me because God has given me a promise. He has declared over my life, I will not die. And that's that weapon in my hand. But some of us as Christians, we don't go around with the Word of God as a weapon in our hand, understanding that we have the authority and we have the power in Jesus Christ that no matter what comes against us, we can stand on God's Word and believe in it, harmonize about it until it becomes a reality. See, that's what's happened with planet shakers. God said, shake the planet. That's what He told us to do. And we've been traveling the world ever since. No matter where we go, God moves through us. Why? Because he's faithful to his word. I remember recently going into Abu Dhabi. And sometimes, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit of a dumb blonde sometimes, even though I'm not a real blonde. But, you know, I'm going to be a dumb blonde sometimes. But, you know, there's certain restrictions in the Arab world regarding Christianity. And so we were there and we were allowed to um, lead worship in this arena. And this arena was packed full of, full of people. And so in that arena, though, were all those guys that, you know, wear those funny head things and, and those white long cloak things and sort of walk around with their arms folded looking at us. And they were all f throughout the arena and they were wandering around. You know, it was like they were policing what we were doing. And you know what? As I'm leading worship, I forget some of the restrictions. I forget that I'm not meant to tell them that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died on the cross and that he rose again. Whoops. So I'm leading worship and I'm declaring God's word over these people. I'm saying, Jesus is your healer. You know, receive his healing. I'm just going for it. Whoops. That night, we saw these aggressive, grumpy guys start to soften and soften as God began to move in that arena and, and, and we saw their faces start to change. We saw their faces start to soften as the Holy Spirit began to move in that place and we saw a powerful move of God in Abu Dhabi. It's the same when we went to China we weren't meant to be going to China and, and um, being able to have a normal worship service in China because, again, the underground church is big, but we weren't in the underground church. In fact, they put this worship event on and for the very first time in the history of, you know, communism, they had allowed us to be in their communist headquarters building, like, hello, and it was completely red. <laughs> we were able to be there, but the first time that Chinese nationalists were able to attend a worship service. Now, normally what would happen, they would let people come who were not Chinese citizens. So what you'd have to do if you came to one of these services, you would have to show your passport to make sure you weren't a Chinese nationalist. Now, for whatever reason, these people let Chinese nationalists come. So no one had to show their passports. But when we were there, again, they told me all of the rules and the stipulations about saying certain things. I forgot again. Now, we're in this building and on the side, there were all these windows. And I couldn't see through into the next room where the windows were, but apparently they could see us. Whoops. 
And everywhere we went, there was this guy with a camera on his shoulder. They filmed everything. They filmed our conversations. They filmed our rehearsal. They filmed us in the green room. I didn't realize. I thought, oh, maybe someone's making a documentary. Duh. But it was them keeping an eye on us. Anyway, the organizers, they asked me at the beginning whether I could um, introduce ourselves and thank the Chinese government for allowing us to host this particular event. I'm like, oh, sure, sure, no worries. Anyway, the crowd was really quiet and they were really well behaved. But I got out there and I forgot that I was a planet shaker. And I said, who loves Jesus in this place? And they all went, woo! And then I said, oh, come on, guys. I want us to give it up for the Chinese government because if they hadn't have said yes, this venue wouldn't have been open to us and this event wouldn't be possible. Come on, give it up for the government. And they went, woo! I forgot there was spying on us over there. Anyway. We had our service, the praise, the worship, God was moving. I forgot too that I did an altar call for people to get saved. Whoopsie. Put your hand up if you want to ask Jesus into your life. Boom, hands are going up all over the place. Whoops. Anyway, at the end, I had the organizer run up to me. And he looked really, really distraught. He was so funny because he called me Pastor Samantha. Pastor Samantha, Pastor Samantha, Pastor Samantha. I'm like, yes. He was a little bit of a highly strung kind of guy. And he said, the head official wants to see me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. have no idea what this is going to be all about. He races out to see the head official. And this is what the head official said to him. He said, who's that woman? And he said, oh, that's Pastor Samantha. <laughs> her and her husband started Planet Shakers. And this is what this head official said. She said, tell that woman any time she wants to come back to China, I will open the door for her. See, when God gives you a word, when he says you're a planet shaker and I want you to go all over the world and I want you to lead people to Jesus, guess what? His word becomes a reality. That's how God, his word is powerful and it will become true. All we need to do is believe in his word. And today, I want to convince you. I want to assure you. I want to encourage you. You can believe God at his word. He is faithful to perform his words. Sometimes he doesn't do it the way we would want him to do it. But he always does it. How God is faithful. And so all over this place, I want to ask you, do you need a word? Do you need God to speak into your life? Do you need him to open up the word of God to you, to give you a rhema word that you can hang on to, that no matter what the winds and the waves may be doing in your life, you can stand firm on that word, knowing if I don't waver, if I keep believing, God will perform his word. Do you need that today? Do you need that in your family? Do you need it over your work? Do you need it over your bank account? Do you need it over your future? I don't know. But God knows. And today he's encouraging you to reach out to him, to get a word and then believe in it and get someone to harmonize, agree with you. Because if two or three can agree as touching it, it shall be done. And I know I might be a little bit passionate about this, but I know it's true. God has done it in my life time and time and time again. Come on, too many of us are unbelieving believers. We believe, we're saved, and then we don't allow our faith to grow any further than that. 
You've got to believe who you are. You've got to believe who is inside of you. You've got to believe in the word that he declares over you. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Come on, we've got to believe that everywhere our foot treads is our inheritance. How God is faithful to his word. So all over this place, if you need a word, could you stand to your feet right now? You need God to speak to you just like he spoke to me in the middle of the night. He gave me that word to defeat the enemy. So I want you to just close your eyes. Please forget about the person that is next to you. Concentrate entirely upon the Lord. Come on, open up your heart right now. He is talking. He's speaking to you. He is declaring to you. Fear not, for I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Come on, be very courageous. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. You are able to perform your word. Oh, we open up our hearts to you right now, Holy Spirit. Speak your Rima word, your quickened word, that prophetic word over our lives. Speak it into our hearts right now. For some people in this room, just claim Psalm 118 like I did. For others, maybe God's just reiterating the same word that he spoke over you years ago. Oh, Lord, you are faithful to perform your word. Now what I want us to do is I'd love for you to put your hand on the shoulder of the person on your left and your right. And can you come into agreement with the word of God over their lives? Come on, let's start to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. God, we agree together. We thank you, Lord, that we're two or three agree together, harmonize together, Lord, that you will perform your word. We agree for healing. We agree for supernatural provision. We agree for freedom. We agree for their families and friends to be saved. We agree, God, for job promotions. We agree for open doors. We agree for a supernatural blessing upon their lives, God. We agree for healing. We agree for cancers to drop off now in the name of Jesus. We agree for incurable diseases to be cured. We agree together, Lord, that this area will be saved, God. Oh, we agree together for Canada to be saved. We agree today in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You are faithful to perform your word. You will make it a reality. It will come to pass because your word is alive. It's active. You're moving in their lives right here, right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And just the last thing that I would love to agree with, and that is right now you're standing in this room and you, like my friend Joff, you're living with a diagnosis of something impossible that, whether it is cancer or something else that the medical professionals said you will always have this. I would love to agree with you and I'm sure we would all love to agree with you for your instantaneous healing right here, right now. So if you would slip out of your seat, if you would come down the front here. Come on, God wants to heal you. By his stripes we are healed. That's it. 
Don't be embarrassed. We love you. We are partnering with you. We are believing with you for healing right now. Thank you, Jesus. You're our healer. He's our healer. Oh, his presence is here. His healing touches here. His anointing is here. Because he's faithful. Faithful to perform his word. Come on, would we reach out our hands? Would we pray the prayer of faith over our brothers and sisters right now, releasing the healing power of Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe you're our healer. We believe by your stripes we are healed. We believe you sent your word and healed our diseases. We believe. We believe. And so, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. You were the word made flesh. It was prophesied about you thousands of years ago. Even in the beginning, God, you declared through your word that you would send a Savior and that Savior would bring us home and that Savior would take all our sickness and all our disease upon himself as he died on that cross. We believe. We believe. We believe, we believe, we welcome you, Jesus, healer, redeemer, saviour, we welcome your presence, we welcome your power to perform your word. And so right now, I take authority over every diagnosis. I take authority over every test result. I take authority over every symptom in the name of Jesus. And I command it to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Come on, his healing anointing is here. Would you reach out to him right now? Would you reach out for that touch? Would you reach out to Jesus, our healer? We believe, we believe, we believe. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Come on, there's some believers. There's some believers that agree together today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, it's his anointing in this room. We exalt you. We praise you. We magnify you. You're a God that is true to your word. Come on, let him stir your faith right now. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Rate Silele, Pidanamasa. Celia 
Come on, sing your own song to him. A song of worship. A song of faith. Come on, he's moving in this place. Come on, he's moving upon people's bodies right now. He's restoring them. He's healing them. He's touching them. That's it, church. Believe him. Exalt him. See him high and lifted up. Come on, magnify him. Come on, he can do it. He can do it. He's faithful. We exalt you, Jesus. Come on, see him as he is. He's all-powerful, has all authority, all dominion. Yeah. That's it. Come on, believe, believe, believe. Come on. Let's sing it with everything we've got. We exalt you. We exalt you. Yeah. We exalt you. We exalt you. It's the Lord. Sing it again. We exalt you. Yeah. I I really feel um I really feel that uh there's people here that need a financial breakthrough. There's people here that need financial breakthroughs. One of our staff just this year had a $600,000 debt that he had two houses taken off him. And he was like, how am I going to pay this back? And he went to the bank and he said, I can only pay 1%, $6,000. Now, what bank forgives 594000 And he said, God, I'm going to give my way out of this problem. And so he did. You know what? The bank came back and they said, we're going to forgive you $594,000. And... When so, and people heard about it and they started giving and he actually got $30,000 for a deposit. God turned what seemed impossible into a possibility. And there are people here and you need a financial breakthrough. And you need God to step into your finances. He's the God of breakthrough right here, right now. If you need a financial breakthrough, lift your hands to heaven. Right here, right now. In the name of Jesus, your name is above every name. Your name is powerful. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. And in the name of Jesus, we declare financial breakthrough. Lord, we declare liberty. Lord, you said that you would come to set the captives free. And we do not want to be captive to financial debt or financial situations. So I release the abundance of heaven. I release the abundance of the King into this place. And we exalt you, Jesus. And we give